welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, sisters, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a somber week here on Still Buffering. Is that it is. fair to say? Mm-hmm. Riley, how are you feeling? I'm alright. Um well. well, we are our littlest sister, um, is who is almost an adult by the way you are so close to 18 six days do we have to change our tagline when that happens i'm still a teenager that's true i was a young adult and i was too (laughs) still a teenager for two more years we don't have to worry till you turn 20 yeah then we'll have to re revisit that all right um but our, our littlest sister is going through a rough time just a little bit do you want me to share? <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> That's just... it. That was the whole episode. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So send her some pumpkin spice something because she loves that stuff. <laughs> it's the season um, for it, right? It's August. That's it. Pretty much. <laughs> um, my boyfriend just moved away to college. So. Just this morning. So, yeah. So, uh, so we thought an episode about long-distance relationships might be helpful mm-hmm. if difficult because while you don't have this experience yet i mean short of i don't know several hours mm-hmm. <laughs> um that you know maybe it's instructive maybe mm-hmm. it's helpful because uh i think a lot of people end up in that position at the end of high school right mm-hmm. saying saying goodbye to their significant others and trying to decide like should we try to make it work how will it work what what does that look like what you know because it's not like your relationship isn't ending it's just changing Mm -hmm. but obviously you're still in the very beginning of that transition where you're trying to figure out what that looks like yeah and that's hard yeah um uh taylor have you done the long distance relationship thing you know, I did briefly in college, um, and while my particular one didn't work out, it wasn't a particularly good relationship before it was, wasn't was long distance, so don't don't take that to mean anything. <laughs> uh, it was a relationship that tried to start, like, we were friends before we went away to college. We were friends for the first year of college, despite the fact they were in different places, and then we tried to make a relationship work off of, like, one summer, and then now we're long distance, so that's not... No, no fault on either of us. That's just not a very good way to build a relationship. Like, there sure. was no background relationship to really, like, cement anything. Um, but, you know, I do feel like one thing I can sort of relate over is that I have a lot of friends that I've had, that I've, were very important people to me that now live halfway across the country or whatever. Like, you know, I think that long distance relationships become a part of adult life in varying ways, be it family friends relationships and they are you know i think it doesn't there's no there's no magical formula to making them work it's really just like the people that are really important to you they'll you find a way to make it work and you you stick by each other Mm -hmm. yeah that's a really good point you know i was thinking we were going to talk about long distance long distance romantic relationships which i mean certainly we are but there are a, a lot of relationships that i still try to maintain with people who don't live close to me you know that I mean, obviously, aren't romantic because Justin lives in the same house as me. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I think we maintain a pretty good relationship, and I'm all the way up here in New York. That's true. That's true. See, uh, but yeah, there there are all kinds of people that you love that you have to find ways to, and and it it all of them. It's everyone's different because everyone requires a different amount of time and effort, and like, I think. Obviously, romantic relationships can be a little bit more difficult because so not and not for everybody, but for a lot of people's romantic relationships, like time together, like being physically in the same place together mm-hmm. is an important component of that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that's true all across the board, but but it is for a lot. And so that that's always more stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a lot of firsthand experience with long distance relationships i had like a a sort of relationship i mean it wasn't it was like a flirtation you had a long distance flirtation yeah (laughs) (laughs) we um we wrote a lot of emails back and forth uh 
he was stationed overseas and we wrote a lot of emails and um i actually think that that was a relationship that had it remained long distance could have lasted a really long time i know i actually think that that was that was one of those like you know how they say absence makes the heart grow fonder Uh (laughs) i think absence made the heart grow fond (laughs) <laughs> ah, and fully exists again. <laughs> Perhaps lack of absence made the fondness disappear. You never hear that follow-up. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm always kind of like, I know like the general perception of long-distance relationships are they're, they're, they're hard and they, they don't always work. But I kind of call shenanigans whenever I watch the show Catfish because <laughs> these are like, they're long distance, and one of the person is usually one of the people are usually not even real, and they go on for like five or six years. <laughs> and this person's like, I am in love with this person who is like, well, I know that she's like cute girl seven seven seven, but I'm in love with her definitely, and we're gonna get married. Like, I think, I think that you know maybe it's like the increase in the forms of communication we have now, but I don't think it's as hard as it used to be. Well, you know, it's a good point because if you think about it. Because now you can, I mean, when I think about the relationship, quote unquote, relationship I had, it was the email, the email, like email allowed it to be a constant back and forth. So like we could be emailing each other at any and and like because of time differences, literally any time of day and night, I could be getting emails back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, And that uh, kept it present Mm -hmm. in my mind. Uh, I can imagine a time where, like, the best you could do is, like, pin a beautiful letter and then, like, send it on a ship across the Atlantic or whatever the heck. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, pigeon. Carrier pigeon, yes. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Like, that's probably, it was probably a lot harder um, to maintain relationships. Or if you're just, like, calling people on a landline and you have to hope they're there and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. I mean, like, each step with, as, as communication has gotten more constant um more present ever present Mm -hmm. i I imagine that makes it easier because like yeah well that is true because i i know when i was in mine we only could really talk on the phone and i mean we both had cell phones but still it's like you kind of have to like be by yourself when you're communicating with somebody on the phone but Mm -hmm. the nice thing about like living in an age of like text messages and like you know like like even like stuff like facetime it's like you can kind of like have that person throughout the day be a part of your life but you don't really have to cut yourself off from other things because I think that's the other big fear especially with college is like oh you want to get out there and experience new things you don't want to be in your dorm room talking to your your girlfriend or your boyfriend Mm -hmm. but that's not really the way that we communicate anymore anyway Mm -hmm. yeah I know that I've kind of been practicing I've been in school for a week and he doesn't start until this coming week um and during my days in between classes and walking from my dorm to my first class or after my class on my way to lunch, I'll just pop in my headphones and put my phone in my back pocket and call him and we'll talk for 10, 15 minutes because mm-hmm. then it's like I'm still walking and I'm going to class and, but I'm getting to catch him up on my day. Yeah. It's like he's there with me in a sense, but also yeah. we're both being productive. Which, I mean, I think at this at this moment in your life, even if you guys were going to the same school, what you just said, like you're with each other, but you're still both being productive. Mm-hmm. That that really should be your focus. Yeah. I mean, that's good that that's it, in some ways a long distance relationship is going to force you to focus more on your school than maybe you yeah. would otherwise. Which I've I've thought about a lot that this. I mean, when you're when you're living five minutes away from someone you're dating, of course you want to spend a lot of time with them because mm-hmm. they're right there and they're probably like your best friend, person you like spending time with the most. So mm-hmm. of course you want to spend a lot of time with them. And I mean, I even have a friend in college whose boyfriend lives on the floor above us in our dorm. So like you know, <laughs> you're living really close to people all the time. But uh, you know, if I can only text him or call him, I can even be doing homework while I'm on the phone with him. But you can't really do that while you're hanging out with someone or trying to make plans with someone and then I feel like it's different when you get upset about not being able to spend time with someone when it's because they're five minutes away but they're too busy Mm -hmm. than when you literally can't because you're four hours away from them Mm. and it's not so much you're upset with them because they're not making time for you it's like this is where we live we're being productive while we're here and I'll come see you in a week yeah 
which I mean that can happen like you know you're you're young and we're talking about like teen relationships and college relationships but I mean that can happen to adults in relationships where like if you're not careful like that proximity to each other and like I don't you can get wrapped up in your own little world of each other Mm -hmm. and it can kind of stunt both of your individual growths and a really I think this is just personal opinion I think a really great relationship pushes both people in it to succeed in whatever realm they want to pursue you know to to be able to achieve all the things that they want to do individually with the other person by their side as opposed to like well we've both been on the couch for two weeks watching netflix marathons and we flunked out you know that kind of thing (laughs) don't do that don't don't facetime (laughs) netflix marathons with each other um also um it gets it's more exciting in conversation when you're doing something different than the other Mm -hmm. person if i'm not saying that relationships where people live in the same place are boring i'm just saying that like (laughs) you run you run out of stuff to talk about if you go to the same school and you have the same classes you live in the same place you're doing the same things every day and you're spending every day with each other Mm -hmm. then what what do you what do you talk about well that's that's a good point i I think you guys are both in very exciting times in your lives where it's just everything is new and it's going to continue to be that way for a while and you're both there which is good i mean i feel like even in in my adult life even with friends that live in the city i they need i need to be like associated with people that are as busy as i am Mm -hmm. or else i'll be a really crappy friend because it's like I don't I only have so much time like and I'm busy just doing the stuff that I have to do for work and everything and then when I have the time I want to spend it with you and that's great but like having someone that's kind of on that same wavelength of like I'm really really busy and I'm focused but when I have time I've got it I've got someone to spend it with that's really good and that's healthy versus one person just kind of waiting around for the other person to have free time yeah I I think that's true I've always thought that that uh, as somebody who I am not Uh, let's say great at making friends (laughs) it's okay i understand (laughs) that's not i'm not that i'm not a nice person like i think i'm very nice i'm very pleasant i just don't i don't know how to like do the be my friend please hi be my friend let's do friend things like i'm not (laughs) i'm not good at that and i don't think about things like i'll have like a great time with a friend and think like what a delightful time we should do this again sometime and then i'll just get busy and not think about it for a while. And it's not because I don't like my friend or I don't care about them. I just am doing other things I have to do. And I have I now understand that that can hurt people. <laughs> that that can be bad. And But I think that on the other end, like, I have selected now. Like, it, I have self-selected <laughs> for friends who feel the same way about friendship. Like, I have cultivated friendships that are similar with people who, like, I'll have like an amazing time with and talk to a lot for a few days and then I'll be really busy and I won't talk to for a couple weeks and then one text message and we pick right back up where we left off. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, sometimes a relationship like that forces you both to realize like, oh, okay, I'm the kind of person who can do this. This is a relationship that works for me for now. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, that's very true. I I really like that I have like, I feel like most of my friends could at some point call and cancel our plans with little as like I'm in bed with my dog and I kind of just want to eat dumplings. And I'd be like, word, yeah, do that. No problem. <laughs> I might do the same. And like, it's reciprocal. Like, it's okay. <laughs> I'm going to go We're get all- a dog. <laughs> That's a great idea. Like, just I, all of my friends are introverted weirdos. that would rather, rather not see each other. But sometimes we do. And it's great. <laughs> um, I think I think it will also allow you something that uh, I went into college in a relationship and immediately started trying to end it. <laughs> um, ba- and I was bad at that. I was bad at that, too. I think uh, you were two years bad at that. Right? I was. I was. Ooh, I kept trying. That's half of college bad at that. I, ke- I, try- <laughs> I kept trying. Uh, but um, that relationship, it, although I didn't let it very much because I grew to resent it so much, um, that relationship threatened to keep me from engaging in all the things that I wanted to engage in because you know romantic relationships I think for especially when you're younger I think it's fair to say take time yeah they take time and attention and if you're not paying that time and attention people get upset and feelings get hurt and things start to fall apart and um 
there were a lot of times where I I used to think like, I just want to be single, not because I didn't really want to be in a relationship necessarily. I didn't care about the other person as much because I just didn't want my time to be claimed. I wanted my Mm -hmm. time for myself. And I think you, you have this, you have this opportunity to still be in a relationship with a person you really care about but still have kind of have your time for mm-hmm. you. Like it's up to you to decide what to do with it and not have to feel guilty or responsible for, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think in, in some ways it's going to free you up to experience more in college in terms of friendship and right. meeting new people and that kind of stuff. I don't I don't mean relationship right. wise. Um, I also think it's nice because when you're in college, apparently they give you a syllabus at the beginning of every class. It says this is when all of your tests will be. This is when all of your major <laughs> projects yes. will be due. Here is an exact date for when everything is going to happen. Yeah. Which is amazing because nothing is a surprise. And I know exactly how every day is going to go. So then, <laughs> well, no, I'm saying that like. Can I, I get have, one of those now? <laughs> I have a. I don't if I have one don't ever show it to me I I don't ever want to know (laughs) I'm the opposite please I don't want to know any of that (laughs) I have a list now that says and on my little calendar I have every day where every exam will be every trip I have to take every major project I have due every paper I have to write and then I can look at it and say okay I can I want to go visit his college this weekend but I have a paper due the weekend after that so I'll work on it some before and then I'll go that weekend. I'll have time to work on it after. Or if I plan to go up one weekend, it's like, well, I have a paper due that Friday. So maybe not the best time. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll switch weekends and do that. Or like know when things will conflict and then you can schedule visits. I like having a schedule. <laughs> I like knowing when things will happen because then it, it comforts me if I can know like, okay, it's not, I don't know when I'm going to see him next. It's, I just visited him and I will visit him again in three weeks or I've he'll be home in a month. Schedule. Exactly. <laughs> um, that, that is a nice thing about college. You kind of know. Taking it two or three weeks yeah. at a time is much different than, you know, just waiting day by day, figuring out when free time mm-hmm. will happen. They all, they also always on the syllabus, I don't know if you noticed it, but they always have like last day to withdraw from class on there. Yeah. Which I, I mean... This is a side note about college. I withdrew one time ever from a class um, because I was unnecessarily taking like 21 hours. That's way too many. You something. have to have special permission now to take more than like 22, I think. I took 24 yeah. in my first semester. Sydney. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. Anyway, I, there was a, another semester much later on where I was taking like 21. I didn't need to. I don't know what I was doing. And it was a class I didn't really need. And I wasn't really loving it. And I was I, was, I kind of felt like I was on track to get a B in it instead mm-hmm. of an A. And Sydney can't handle that. <laughs> so you so. withdrew altogether so you wouldn't get a B. Yes, I did. It what was the only time I... This? Yeah. It was a It was an upper level, upper level genetics class. I forgot what it was called. Huh. I don't dislike genetics even. I just, it was a time in my life where a lot was going on and I was getting A's and everything but that. I was getting a B and I didn't want to get a B. And so withdrawal date was coming up. And so I withdrew from that one class. Um, but I always remember seeing that date on the syllabus and just thinking like, that date's coming up. Should I withdraw? And like, I don't know why I would have. Like most of my <laughs> classes, like I'm doing fine. I'm not, Why would I withdraw? But like still that date really stressed me yeah. out. Like once this day passes, I'm in it for the long haul of bio 101 or whatever. Yeah. Like, well, obviously, I, yeah. I don't know why. Side I, note. <laughs> I never dropped out of a class or withdrew, but I did have one class that I never went to the entire time I was in it. It was, how, did you how, fail it? Yeah. Well, it was one of those like no credit, like, like it was sort of like a free draw class but i mean they took attendance you, you didn't you didn't get anything for it so you technically couldn't really it, it didn't affect your gpa that was the thing ah so i just like threw it into my schedule because i was like well i have some free time it was like my senior year where i'd already completed pretty much everything i needed to graduate but i thought it was too light of a schedule so i threw it in there and then every day that that class came up and i had to play the game of do i get out of bed and go to that class or stay in bed, knowing that it'll affect my life. Not at all. And I never went to that class, and I never felt bad about it until I ran into the teacher at one of our, like, mm-hmm. graduation ceremonies, and he introduced himself only by the means of, like, all right, I heard great things about you, and then you never came to my class once. 
Oh no. And I felt like a terrible person. Oh no. You should have just yeah. said like me. I didn't register I for that class. That. that was an accident. Oh, uh, another <laughs> Taylor. <the> registrar. <laughs> yeah. You know, um on uh, since we since we talked about that, on that note, Riley, mm-hmm. if you ever have to withdraw from a class, it's not a big deal, but I guess it does follow you because in my med school interviews, I only had one challenging question the entire time. Everything else was like, well, you did pretty good. You look like, yeah, this is good. I think you're, you know, you'd be a good fit here, whatever. It was all easy except one guy who looked at me and went, but why did you withdraw from this? (laughs) And then I had to say, because I was, I was going to get a B and he didn't believe me. He was like, no, really? And I was like, I was going to get a B. Please believe me. Please believe me. You can call the professor. I'm like, I'm, I was like scrambling. I was like, no, I'll get, I'll get him. I'll, because he told me that he was like, why are you withdrawing? You're gonna have like a B, and I was like, that's not really good for me. That's not, not really Sydney's B. <laughs> I, I really like to get A's. I'm just not. I'm not getting everything I want from this class. By that I mean an A, just the A, <laughs> just the A. That's all I want from this class. My life's really stressful. I don't know why I took 21 hours. Or my, I think that was my senior year too, and it was like, why am I taking all these what? hours? My senior year, I had like my main studio class and then like like a cool history class that I didn't need. I just liked the teacher. And I and like, I don't know. Like I had like like nothing. I did nothing. I I would like to say I made amazing artwork because I had all that free time. Didn't do that either. <laughs> just See, like, the, the partied. Frustra- <laughs> the frustrating part about college is they tell you you need 12 hours a semester to be considered a full-time student. So take 12 hours and you're still your full-time student. But then what they don't tell you is your financial aid doesn't count if you take less than 15. Yeah. Mm. So you always have to take 15 credit hours every semester. And I started college as a sophomore, technically. So, like, I'll be done with my acquired credits by the end of my junior year, and I'll just have a whole year where it's like, I have to take 30 credit hours. And you can yeah, take all I don't know what to do with them. Fun you get to take all sorts of fun stuff. That's what I ended up taking, yeah. like, I had, like, couple psychology classes and art school who knows they were there i took them like a bunch of like really cool like ancient like egyptian studies courses all these history courses Mm -hmm. i'm still crappy artist but had so much (laughs) extra knowledge when i graduated (laughs) i took a women's history course and as a result gloria steinem showed up in the class and talked to us what that was worth it yes Um. uh i we need to talk more about long distance relationships again yes. we need to get back to the topic but yes. before we do that let's check the group message uh we got a couple sponsors to tell you about this week on still buffering um our first sponsible sponsor sponsible <laughs> let's try is that a responsible sponsor our first very responsible sponsor is audible which doesn't that is not even like a a mix of sponsor and audible i don't know what happened there i mean it kind of is support for still buffering (laughs) comes in part from audible so audiobooks are a great sidekick for summer activities like hiking road tripping enjoying downtime outdoors and more driving to see your bf at college maybe perhaps and audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet which lets you fill your summer with all kinds of different um cool stories that you might enjoy so you can check out all kinds of great books on Audible. Like um, if you have never uh, read or listened to, in this case, The Princess Bride, this would be a great time to do it because it's the best book ever written, ever. And I love exactly. it. And I think you will too. And hey, I have to read Bluebeard by Kurt Vonnegut for my English class. Oh, nice. And I have a four-hour road trip coming up at some point within the next two weeks. And it's on Audible. Uh, I really like that. They have, like, all of the David Sedaris books, but they're pretty much all narrated by David Sedaris. So it's like, if if you love him, the, you, like, hearing him tell the stories on, what's, uh, oh, he always did them on This American Life. Like, yeah. you get just, like, endless content of his hilarious, sardonic way of reading his own stories. So I feel like that's an upgrade from the book. <laughs> that, that is the best way, I think, to, to ingest his books. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Audible members get a credit every month good for any audiobook in their store regardless of price and unused credits roll over to the next month. Didn't like your audiobook? No problem. You can exchange it. No questions asked. So start a 30-day trial and your first audiobook is free. 
You just go to audible.com slash still buffering or text still buffering to 500 500 to get started. So check that out now. Audible.com slash still buffering or text still buffering to 500 500 to get started. Go check that out. Uh, Our other sponsor this week is Squarespace. We've said it before and we'll say it again. Sydney doesn't know how to make a website. But Squarespace does. But Squarespace does. And Squarespace hey. is going to tell you how, Sydney. Do they do they want that tagline? Sydney doesn't know how to make a website, but Squarespace does. <laughs> we'll, we'll pitch it to them. Well, we'll yeah, see what let's they think. try it out. Yeah. Um, Squarespace is a website about websites, basically. <laughs> um, it lets you create a beautiful website where you can turn your cool idea into a new website or showcase your work or announce an upcoming event or maybe a special project you have going on or literally whatever else you want to do with a website. And they do this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers, powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online, literally anything, free and secure hosting, and nothing to patch or upgrade ever. And we have a special deal for you if you want to check out Squarespace. Taylor, what is that special deal? Uh, well, if you go to squarespace.com buffering for a free trial, uh, when you're ready to launch... You can use an offer code BUFFERING and save 10% off your first purchase of your website or domain. So go to squarespace.com slash buffering, uh, and then when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code BUFFERING. You get 10% off. Go check that out. So we kind of lost the plot there. We did. I got distracted thinking about credit hours. Yeah, well, and I was thinking about dropping that genetics class and how I never lived that down. I know. I still think about that. I still got into med school. But... Back to long distance relationships. Um, but I, I really, I think that the, the, the best thing you can do, I always feel like, especially when you're in college, you've got like time that you need to allot for school and you've got time that you need to allot for friends and like roommates too, mm-hmm. which sometimes can be separate. Sometimes that's a different relationship that needs nurtured a, a little bit differently than just like your friendships, yes. you know? Yeah. Um, and then you've got time that you might want to allot for your family. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're still here. <laughs> um, and then obviously, in this case, you got a boyfriend that you have to consider. And the nice thing is about the long distance relationship is at least for a, a little bit while you're adjusting, you can make sure you're, you can pay plenty of attention to those new relationships that you really need to, to nurture, yeah. like your roommates and friends and things like that. You Which know? I will say is the one nice thing about my relationship in particular going to a long distance relationship was that we were friends for like four years before we started dating and have been dating for over a year now. So it's not like I was still getting to know him right. and then mm-hmm. he moved away and I'm still trying to get to know him or like need to spend a lot of time with him to to know what he's about or like figure out our relationship. Like we're, we're pretty pretty stable. So like that's a good relationship the way i've said this before i feel like it sounds bad and like i don't like my boyfriend that much i promise i do but it's <laughs> no, almost no. like it's it's almost like since he's moving away and of course i didn't want him to move away but you know that's it, i am happy for him um he can be there and we are doing the same thing at the same time we are both in college it's not like i'm in high school and i'm you know, doing the monotonous high school schedule every day, and he's out in college having fun. We're both in college. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be in different places. We're just continuing dating in different places, and he is there, and I am here, and we still can text each other and call each other, mm-hmm. but our lives here, our lives here, and we have our life together that we can spend time together when we can. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't, it's not that I'm saying I'm glad that he moved away, sure. but also. <laughs> I like spending time with him, so if he lived a floor above me or five minutes away from me, every time I had a free minute, instead of being like, hey, roommates, do you want to go get dinner? I'd be like, hey, boyfriend, do you want to go get dinner? Mm-hmm. And then it's like you kind of you kind of spend all your time focusing on a person instead of spending time on other relationships, which is important. Well, I think I think it really is. And I think especially, you know, we've talked about before the opportunity that you have in college that I, I found because I did not personally find it in high school. Mm-hmm. And I know some people do, but I did not find a lot of, uh, or any, I should say, lasting friendships. It's okay. I didn't either. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I just don't. I don't that hey, you there found are people, Justin in high school. That's true. Now he's your friend. That's true. Justin. Justin is a very good <laughs> friend of mine. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, I really like, I am, I am 
nice to people that I went to high school with, but I don't, and if I run into them, um, but I don't like hang out with any of them. Um, and I found those relationships in college. And I think being open to that is really important. You know, we talked, we talked so much about that, finding your people and how you can mm-hmm. do that in college, but you gotta, you gotta take time. They won't just like magnetically like come to you. Right. You have to go find them. And then once you find them, you have to like create more opportunities to spend time with them. Um, and you, you live in a room with seven other people. I do. Mm. That's a lot of people to it spend time with. It is a lot with. of people. And, um, I am in a scholarship program that, that does, I mean, it doesn't require me, but encourages me to spend a lot of my time with a different set of seven other people. Some of them mm-hmm. overlap, but there's a whole other four people there that I should spend time with and that I have to go on trips on every so, o- trips with every so often and that I will spend four years with. And while I hopefully will also spend those four years with my boyfriend, but he's not here. Mm-hmm. So well, do the best with what you got. It's such a, a natural thing that I feel like when we all get to college, we immediately have the opportunity to kind of redefine ourselves a little bit, like mm-hmm. sort of like decide on a, maybe a, a slightly better version of ourselves that we want to be or more in line with the person that we think we're becoming. And, you know, I think it's true that when you go into a new situation like that with people that still kind of hold you in place with who you used to be, it's a lot harder. So mm-hmm. I do think that is a benefit with, well, you, you have, you know, a good stable relationship the fact that you don't have somebody necessarily in your life on a daily basis that wants or that knows the you that that was the high school riley you get to mm-hmm. figure out what ways college riley is different all on your own terms and i think mm-hmm. that's really good and really healthy and important yeah yeah you can always do that thing that jim and pam did on the office when they had to live separately but where they were just on the phone with their little ear secret mm-hmm. ear secret ear pieces. They were yeah. like basically with each other the whole day. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. Um, do those Wouldn't actually it? exist? Wouldn't <laughs> it be cool? That might be a little stifling. Maybe that it would go against would. a lot of the things we're saying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Don't yeah. do that. That was that was a skit. Um, I will say though, one of our very nice listeners messaged me the other day when I was talking about what I have been going through. And she said that uh, she and her partner did the same thing going out of high school into college, except they were much farther apart than my school and Jeffrey school is like four hours. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a drive, but it's not like insanely far. And she was saying how her and her partner went to school, one in Philadelphia, I believe, and one in Orlando, mm. and was giving me lots of advice and saying that it makes you value the time you spend together more because then at the end of it all if you're together still and you're living together you're spending time together on a break that you don't get upset over little things and you just are doing exciting things together and you're just happy to be with that other person that it makes your relationship stronger this is also a time in your life where like people who i i think i think we all tend to find like other humans who are passionate about their thing Mm-hmm. and excited about their thing and pursuing their thing. I think that's an attractive quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's never good in a relationship if it's lopsided, if one of you is growing in that direction and the other one isn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that in some ways, a long distance, transitioning from high school to college, a long distance relationship gives you both the best opportunity mm-hmm. to do that for yeah. yourselves. And, right. and that's important because if, if you were going to the same school and one of you was really devoted and the other one was kind of putting their devotion to their, you know, career path mm-hmm. or their, you know, what, what they wanted to do on the, to the side so that they could be more devoted to the person. Like right. that, that's a recipe for a bad relationship. That's yeah. a recipe for something that's going to fall apart because then resentment and boredom. And I mean, nothing's more, nothing's sexier than seeing somebody. Whoa, well, Sydney. seriously, like, like you're in college now. We can use the S word. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> then seeing somebody like relentlessly pursue something that they love and care about and grow in that arena and come back to you, you know, next time you see them, a whole new person with mm-hmm. whole new thoughts and feelings and experiences. And that's, that's like a really cool thing. Um, <laughs> It's true. <laughs> no, I I agree with you. I think that's my biggest problem in a relationship is I can't find the person where I'm like, I just want to ignore you for my passions from across the room. Can we do that together, please? Like, no. <laughs> it's never worked out. <laughs> and I mean, 
I I have been in college for a week and I have been busy constantly. Mm-hmm. Like I already have homework. I already have a <laughs> I already have a five page paper due on my birthday. I might add. I feel like I should get a day long extension because it's my 18th birthday. Yo, this is college but, now. You don't get that stuff. But that's no. fine. They don't care about um, birthdays in college. <laughs> but I'm also working for the school newspaper now. I have my own column in case anyone's interested. You're just like Rory Gilmore. I'm basically Rory Gilmore. I'm the only <laughs> freshman working Maybe on the... don't on make all of the same decisions as Rory Gilmore. <laughs> that's, that's fair. I still haven't seen the end. Well, okay. Give me okay. anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I'm doing a lot of things, you know? Yeah. And they're fun things. And I think I'm the kind of person that I would feel bad if I was spending all my time while I was like physically with someone. Mm-hmm. doing a bunch of other things even if i had to do them because it's like oh this is my time with you but also i'm doing all these things but then you don't feel bad if you know you have a plan to go see someone and you get it all done beforehand mm-hmm. then you just have like a little like a little vacation a little trip yeah. you have to give each other room to grow you know i say mm-hmm. i've never done a long distance relationship and i mean i haven't like this like where for a s- extended period of time i was going to be apart from somebody but like justin and i have gone through me leaving um, to go do you know medical trips overseas mm-hmm. for extended periods of time mm-hmm. several different times um, now granted we were married by the time I was doing that but still it was a, a long time where not only could we not be with each other I mean depending on where I was I couldn't even really email regularly you right. know I, to send an email took me like half an hour once I hit send for it to actually go yeah <laughs> so I would email once every few days we talked on the phone once the entire time I was gone for my birthday talked oh. on the phone once the entire time on my birthday and uh and it was very hard but I know like the support that I got from him and him looking at me and saying I this is gonna this is gonna be so hard but I love you go mm-hmm. I mean I'll never like that changed our relationship dramatically i'll never forget that he supported me that way Mm -hmm. and i think when i came back and i had done all this stuff and i was i showed like look what i did and i was capable like it gave me all this confidence and it i think it was good for our relationship i think he looked at me differently as like look at this person that i'm married to that can do this Mm -hmm. stuff and i I mean i think i think having time apart to pursue things can give that to a relationship yeah Mm. um and it never hurts like even though you're still young to like reinvigorate relationships periodically mm-hmm. <laughs> to remember like, Oh my gosh, I'm so lucky to have this person in my life. They're super cool. Yeah. I should tell them. <laughs> well, and I think when something's good, it's, it's almost kind of a no brainer. I mean, I, once again, I only really, I, I know this from one not good long distance relationship and then lots of good friendships that I've maintained where like some people I don't see, but maybe like maybe once every year at most, mm-hmm. but you know, there's no, there's no like, oh, right, I have to get back into, like, how I talk to you. It's like, there's no, there's not a misstep. It's like, right. you immediately fall right back into your connection and your relationship. And I think that's like, and you'll know. And that's the thing. It's okay. Relationships maybe should be tested because I think it's really easy when you both comfortably fit into each other's lives and have set roles and and standards and things you do together but sometimes when you shake things up that's when you really learn like how strong it can be and you get to experience another cool place if your partner's moving to a new place because i know my college campus does not have a mellow mushroom pizza in the middle of it but jeffrey's jeffrey's college campus does have a mellow mushroom pizza (laughs) in the middle of it (laughs) What could be better? <laughs> what could be better? No, but really, uh, you get to you get to take trips and learn about a new place and visit another place and try new pizza. You know, try to new be pizza. fair, yours has a Chick Fil A, and they I were out of nuggets last time I what? went there. How do you run out of nuggets How? at Chick Fil A? It's How? a it's a Chick Fil A Express. Don't so they, they make sell, a, like two things. They make a lot of things. They make fries and sandwiches and nuggets and leave them in little warmers where you can grab what you want uh-huh. and go pay at the, like, the counter for the whole right, student center. Fast. Right. But that means when they run out of nuggets, they just look at you. and you walk up there and they see that look on your face that says, where are the nuggets? The first thing they say to you is, mm, we're out of nuggets for the day. It's like, it's four o'clock. What do you mean? You're open <laughs> for another six hours. What are they going to sell at that point? They just take the chicken patties from the sandwiches and just chop them up and call them rustic nuggets 
at, I so, mean, like, I, at some I point they're it. just handing out pickles yeah. <laughs> here's just, a pickle slice uh, just, just pickle soaked bread buns because let's be real that's <laughs> the best part of chick-fil-a that re- that's really true i love those pickle so- soaked buns um I, I do think it's a great opportunity to, we've talked all about modern forms of communication, and I think that's good. I mean, you can FaceTime mm-hmm. and Skype and email and text and all that. I'm not going to email. That's not a modern form of uh, communication. Uh, but I feel like the direction Sydney's going in with this is that you guys should write each other letters. Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> or at least emails. Write something. Well, text. text. No, a text. I've seen the way you kids text. What? They're barely even words anymore. What do you mean? <laughs> they're all just like letters and pictures. It's like a rebus. So wait, wait, they're letters? <laughs> like like words? Yeah, no. that wasn't a great example, Sid. And you had so many others that were not letters. That's really the only thing that didn't qualify as words. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, it's like a rebus now. A what? Macintosh? You know, a rebus <laughs> puzzle. <laughs> Macintosh. <laughs> <laughs> No. What? <laughs> anyway, write letters. If you write letters. Did you see that even Dolly Parton knows how to use memes now? I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, Sydney, they didn't set up the mailbox for my college dorm building, so they never gave us the keys to our mailboxes. So now if I want mail, I have to go like pick it up from the post office. At, at, even better. No, I got to be real. If somebody that, that I had a romantic interest in sent me a letter in this day and age, I would change my address. I would, I would oh, block them no. on all media. I would just assume oh. that <laughs> there is. I think it was more heartfelt. Oh, that's not true. I would think it was very sweet, but also he'd be telling me about something that happened a few days ago, and at that point, like I You'd would have already, already know. like known about it, and like it's not going to be relevant anymore when it happened three days ago when I'm getting it, and then I write something in return, and then I'm responding to him six days after the original event happened. Like what? You don't write about that stuff. What do you What do you write about? Write about your deep emotions. <laughs> well, yes. Now that you've made fun of it, gross. I mean, I, it's hard to say, but yeah, write about your feelings. Yes. Can't you just, just speak them? I mean, sure. Isn't that quick? No, no. How often? That, that's how evidence often? in court. I wouldn't put anything on paper. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> how often do you like when you're speaking? just like go on a big long monologue about how deeply you care for the other person i don't which is why why would i write a letter about that just every now and then if i don't do it in normal conversation because then it's then you've said it but you didn't have to say it and the other person has heard it but not out loud and you both know it exists and you can go on with your relationship, but I mean, like that. You can't just dive into a handwritten emotive letter. You got to give them like a little, like a moose bouche, like a little bit, like <laughs> maybe a text that has all of forms of punctuation, no emojis, and just says a clear emotion. See how he responds to that. Or, or opposite theory, you send them a letter that just is like a drawing of a little winky face emoji, <laughs> <laughs> hand carved emojis. <laughs> No, I I still think that writing letters is a, I mean, when you get it and like you unfold the letter, like you're oh. holding the piece of paper that the other person held and like you see the the strokes of their handwriting on the paper. and Now you can send effects with your text messages to make some of them like really big or like really <laughs> small. I think, or like no. Or like when you no. send them. <laughs> I've got the solution. There's this, this website that lets you send somebody a letter that's written on a potato. And hear me out. Not okay. only is it what you want, Sydney, which is you can have some sort of delicate, I don't know, transcription of emotions, but potatoes go bad. So you don't have any long-term evidence of your feelings. <laughs> That's all of my friends that get the potatoes for me. They're like, this is so sweet and quirky. I'm like, and my emotions will eventually degrade for you. <laughs> At least on the potato, not in real life. Maybe. Or you turn it into some tasty french fries. Or that. Even better. Why do you think people for eons have been writing each other love letters if they're not... Because that's all they could do. Well, (laughs) but I mean, you're not sending love texts. Hey, why not? I mean, you're sending texts that say, like, I love you. Well, how do you know that? You don't read my texts. Are you sending big, long texts about how deeply you care about each other? Maybe I have before. Is that necessary? 
Write it down. Get a pen and a paper. Snap a Snapchat of it <laughs> and send it to them. No, write <laughs> it, it down. Potato. Put it in an envelope, stick a stamp on it, and mail it. I'm serious. I don't I, I don't know, Riley. You do, you, you, you do what you want to do, but I don't endorse this. So, someday, someday, when you're old and gray, you will pull a shoebox out from under your bed and find all these letters, and it will be, and it's amazing, or your grandkid will, and it's amazing. Look at this. Do you, do you have a shoebox, Sid? I, Did you write letters? You just said you wrote emails to Justin. Do you have I, a shoebox? I have a shoebox. Ho, ho. Of just things, you know. Don't don't you guys have a box? Well, like I a know. box of the last vestiges of your of your young years that you keep around? I have a big bulletin board. I, I've lived in like six New York apartments. At this point, anything that aren't my actual organs, I pretty much leave behind from one apartment to the next. <laughs> Well, you guys don't have a box. It's actually, box. it's actually a tri-data box. <laughs> That's a big box. How well, many memories also, do you need? You have a brain. It also has like, like, like old corsages from dances and like ribbons and awards and certificates. Hey, show Charlie your dead flowers because I keep all my dead flowers, and now she thinks of me as baby sis who likes to collect dead flowers. <laughs> Don't do that either. All right. Well, my advice is still write letters. You don't have to take it. This is my advice. I'll do a poll on Twitter. Okay. I'll see what everyone thinks. I mean, if you want to, I'm not. I'm not hating on it. It's fine. I just don't. I just, you know, I just. You have to pay for it, and you kill a tree. Whereas text messages are free, and can be deleted. At least, at least, write a freaking email. Who checks their email that often? I was going to say, I don't think I'd check my email often enough. I I'll check my email I multiple times a day. I check my school email multiple times a day, yeah. but I'm not going to send love letters through my school email. Yeah, I currently have hmm, somewhere in the tens of thousands. 25,861 unread emails. So uh, anybody that's ever sent me a motion in an email form, I'm very sorry. It likely got I, lost in the spam. I mean, I have that many too, but that's just because I never delete anything. Oh, well. You never know when you might need to search back. <laughs> for for what? Like a, 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 like a person in, in like, I don't know, like France trying to get you to buy Viagra? Like what, what are your emails? <laughs> are they all that important? Most of mine well, are garbage. It's usually like a password for something. Mm. <laughs> um... All right. Well, Riley, I'm sorry we were no help. We were help. Were we not help? <laughs> you I were thought help. we were help. Hang in there. I'm doing my best. Just like that that kitty on the rope. Just get that poster for your dorm room. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's what you need. It's that that'll get you through it. I think just really the, these should be the years where you guys are both primarily focusing on yourselves. No. I mean, that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. this is a time you don't have kids and you're not married yet. And not that you have to be married. <laughs> you know, I don't mean yet. Like, you're not married yet. <laughs> you're not married. You don't have kids. You're not supporting anybody financially right now. You don't have to, like, take care of our aging parents. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I, like, be a little selfish and think about, like, what you want and where you're going and take care of yourself and pursue your things. And that doesn't mean you can't still have a great relationship, but like it means you can think about yourself. That's yeah. what you should be doing. And that being said, and that's all totally true and valid. It's okay if you're sad right now. You don't have to feel don't yeah. feel bad or like you're you know weak or anything for being sad. Like let yourself be sad while you need to be, and then get psyched about all the awesome stuff you guys are gonna do in different places, but at the same time. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It's okay. To be sad sometimes. Your daughter did sing that song to me today. <laughs> she saw me upset and yes, and then said, "Baby sis, will you help me spray sunscreen onto this sunscreen pile I've created on the ground?" And sure enough, without either of us noticing, she had just squirted sunscreen onto the ground into a large pile and asked us to spray sunscreen on top of it. So, yeah, that's what Charlie did to make me feel better, and then refused to give me a hug because she was wet and I'd be uncomfy. <laughs> so you know. She's, she's thinking about you me. know, she's unique. <laughs> <laughs> she I'm, also likes to cookie monster her food now. 
So just, uh, just like, blah, 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 blah. yeah, and just let it go nice. everywhere. Today, today she cookie monstered a yogurt um, because oh. Cooper was Cooper was looking at it longingly, wanting to eat her yogurt. She was giving her the giving her the eyes and licking her lips. I see <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so Charlie looked at her and went, "Oh, does she want yogurt?" And then proceeded to cookie monster her <laughs> yogurt and just go. Bah, 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 bah. Oh. I was like, "Did you just do that to torture your baby sister?" And she yep. just smiled with her face covered in yogurt. Wow, she must have learned something from her mom. Ooh, yeah, burn. she's my daughter. Yeah, and I was this your baby sister. <laughs> I gave you all the treats. Oh, let's not get into that. <laughs> Where are my bangs, Sydney? Where are they? <laughs> All right. Well, if hey, if anybody listening has great long distance tips for Riley, you should tweet them at us at Still Buff or yeah. at you. It's just Riley's bro. Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. Okay, people can tweet them at you. Yeah. Um, or you could email us with those at Still Buffering at MaximumFun.org. Or any other thoughts or suggestions or questions you have. Um, and you should check out MaximumFun.org for a lot of other wonderful podcasts on our network that you might enjoy as well. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Mine. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And, and I, I was, was two. two. How'd that song go, Sid? It's okay to be sad sometimes. Little fight, That's beautiful. Girl, I'm lost. It's a scary time out here for intersexual minorities. Don't worry, I know a place where we can learn, laugh, and play. Where? Minority Corner with the Wonder Twins of Podcasting, Aneke and James. Wow, they sound fabulous, smart, and incredibly attractive. At Minority Corner, you'll get everything from the history you were never taught. Like the history of Chinese immigration, or who was James Baldwin, or African queens of old, like Queen Candace. Plus, awesome book recommendations outside of the usual white male cisgender canon. Interviews from comedians, artists, writers, and activists. Well, that sounds like a party. But hold up. What about movie and TV reviews starring folks whose melanin is poppin'? Well, you know Minority Corner loves their deep dive into pop culture, all from a perspective that's black, queer, and ladylike. Ooh, yes. And with the election just around the corner, sounds like Aneka and James are gonna get us information. Not to mention self-care, tips, how to be an ally, and how you can get involved in your community so you can help fix this mess. You know what? James and Aneka kinda sound like us. That's because... They are. They are. Whoa. Minority, Minority Corner. Corner. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.